Hello, hello, hello. This is Iyabo and this is Liminal Space Podcast. And today's February 9th. We're going to talk about race is a social construct part two. I wrote on the blog this week how I discovered I was black. And so I invite you to read that in conjunction with this podcast. So I'm doing this podcast on this particular subject because it is so intriguing. Is race a social construct or what does that mean, right? There's so much about racism. How do we decipher this? So last week, Whoopi Goldberg, the actor and co-host of The View, stumbled and made some inappropriate statements when she insisted that the Holocaust wasn't about race and basically said it was white on white crime for lack of a better um, analogy. And the Jewish community was extremely upset. Now, let's talk about Whoopi. She is 67 years old. So let's keep that in mind that she came up during the civil rights era and she's a dark skinned woman. She is acutely aware of race. I don't know how she developed the name Whoopi Goldberg. There's stories out there, but Goldberg is actually a Jewish name. And I don't know if she's Jewish, but I think this is her, her stage name, right? Her original name was Karen Elaine Johnson. Now, the reason she was having this conversation on The View was because they were going to ban Mouse, M-A-U-S, a Pulitzer Prize winning book that laid out these horrific crimes about the Nazis and along with this about about by the Nazis and along with this book Mouse were a lot of other books relating to African-American culture books like Beloved by Toni Morrison that they wanted to um, ban and so I guess she was saying I don't even know why that's in there Um, it's about black books right okay now She said, she didn't just say the Holocaust wasn't about race. She said, this is white people doing it to white people. So y'all go fight among yourselves, which she dismissed the gravity of the situation. However, I want us to use this as like a super, super learning uh, moment. Um, Let's reap from that. Here in the U.S., we tend to be ethnocentric, and we often do not value world history and news. And so I find a lot of folks are uninformed. I myself can be very uninformed about certain things going on in other parts of the world, even though I'm from Nigeria, right? So let's talk just a little bit about the Holocaust. The Holocaust was the genocide of six million European Jews over a period of four years or so. And others were included in this group. It included the Roma folks who are what we call gypsies. And I believe that is a derogatory term. And I do not mean to use it in a derogatory way. But this is what my research is showing. They also executed homosexuals, Jehovah Witnesses, and those that they viewed as genetically inferior and harmful to national health, meaning people with mental health illness or intellectual or physical um, disabilities, people that were epileptics, 
congenitally deaf or blind people, also chronic alcoholics, drug users, and folks like that. So this was a true ethnic cleansing, right? If you didn't fit into the white Aryan model, they were going to eliminate you to keep themselves pure. Um, so I think that's part of why there was this issue of, is it a race? Is it not? Because it wasn't just the Jewish folks. They, it was majority of Jewish folks because this was really a war against Jewish people. The ideology, think about this, the propaganda and the ideology was used, was used to identify who should be excluded um, they were considered the main enemy. There was propaganda, right? Now, when you go read anything about the propaganda, the word race was used. The Jews are not the, you know, they're not us. They're a different race. They're an inferior race. It was said about the Jewish folks. So it was used, period. That is a historical undisputed fact. In that social context at that time, in the um, 40s, in Germany, race was used to describe other folks, but also Jewish folks, period. Now, I'll give you a resource on that in the uh, show notes. Um, the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum has interesting information on that. Now, in America... Um, with this country's migration history, since this land was stolen from folks and other folks had to be imported in to fill up the land and begin to make money, democracy and capitalism, we think of race as something different. It, when Europeans came to this country, they lost their ethnic identity and merged into, quote unquote, white as a race. Prior to this, white wasn't a race, right? In Europe, you were Italian or Irish or Scottish or English or German. White wasn't a race. You weren't just a white person floating around Europe. But in America, we had a conundrum, so we came up with white, right? Now, to add um, complexity to this, on our forms, like our census forms, under race, no Jewish race is listed, right? So we here are not in the habit of thinking of Jewish folks as a race, okay? Now, when we say race is a social construct, what we're saying is that people invented it. It's a shorthand term used to describe and categorize people into various social groups based on characteristics like skin color, physical features, as in, the, as in the Jewish folks, their nose, and also genetic hereditary, right? Race, though, is not a valid biological concept. It is a real social construct that this country has built itself on. And it gives certain folks benefits and privileges and other folks no benefits and privileges. So from a black person's perspective, when you're sitting here talking about race, in America, we immediately go into privileges versus um, uh, benefit, privileges and benefits of those who have and those 
who don't have and Jews from a black people's perspective are perceived of sharing in the benefits and privileges of white people, even though we do know and acknowledge that Jewish folks have been on the side of the civil rights movement for a very long time. But I think generally African-Americans, and I don't speak for the community as a whole, but a lot of folks would think of Ju Judaism as a religion as opposed to a race. However, let's go on. What the heck does it mean to say that race is a social construct? It means that race in Germany in the 1940s is a different definition than race in America in 2022 or even from 1619, right? And it means that in Nigeria, where I was raised and where I grew up, like I said in the blog post, race was something different there too because in different places we conflate race and uh, ethnicity and in this case with judaism with um with religion as well with jewish folks with religion um in america it's always about distinctions of race that's a white person that's a black person that's a an asian person right um like with coronavirus there was all this hate against Asian folks, regardless of what country they were from, right? So we we just get very, um, we use broad categories in the U.S. Now, the it, because of this, because you're immediately black or white or Asian or Latino, the black people in this country were considered subhuman a species lesser to homo sapiens. Therefore, the belief system was that black people were designed by God to be enslaved. The whole um, thing about in the Old Testament with Noah's kids and Ham was the black kid and he was cursed and that we, like, we are considered, black people are considered a slave race, right? Now, with the Jewish, with the Jews in the Holocaust, the genocide was about, we don't want you around, you're a threat to us, you are less than us, we don't want to mix with you, you're contaminating us. And so they exterminated Jewish people, right? For African Americans in this country, it, we, they weren't trying to kill us. They were not trying to kill black people. They would, they would hang black people if you got out of order, but they needed you to work the fields because you were like a cow or a horse. You were not a human being. You were an animal. Even how title passed, title of um, a, a woman's child went with the mother, not the father, because slaveholders would rape their female enslaved women and father these children but the children could not inherit or be seen as a full human being so in with animals the the birth of the animal follows the mother with human beings at the time it followed the father but they used animal inheritance laws for african americans so 
Um, the pain of that, it runs deep very, very deep. The the separation that it has caused, it runs very deep. And that's why I intentionally mentioned Whoopi's age. She's doing fine. You know, she's a known figure, but I wonder how much that plays a role in it, right? So I want you to, I'm going to give you another resource in the show notes to learn more about the history of the term race I want you to look at this other article about the historical foundations of race from the um, African American Museum in Washington, D.C. Now, I do want to take you down a little rabbit hole for this moment because this was fascinating to me when I was doing my research. And I only used Wikipedia and didn't do too much research on it. But there was dude, Carlanius, who was around in publications he issued in 1735 to 1759 so in the mid 1700s he he was the guy that classified all the then known animal forms so he included humans with primates and he would use genus and species terms for all the identifications of animals and for the human species he introduced the still current scientific name Homo sapiens. And then he listed four major subdivisions of the species. Homo Americanus, Homo Africanus, Homo Europaeus, Europaeus, and Homo Asiaticus. And also he had a couple extras that were, who knows, Homo monstrous, which included the exotic people, he says, and Homo ferus, wild man. So he was kind of dismissed. Now, that was a scientific find, whatever that meant at the time. We know that's not true today. But there was also this um, direct experience by a guy called Edward Long, who was um, also late 1700s, right? He was a former plantation owner and a jurist in Jamaica, and he wrote a book titled The History of Jamaica. And he he asserted that the Negro was void of genius and incapable of civilization, and that um, the Negro was so far inferior to constitute a separate species of humankind. And people relied on his his writings a lot. Then there was Johann Friedrich Blumenbach in 1820. 100 years ago, y'all, just 102 years ago, right? He divided humankind into five varieties and noted that clear lines of distinction could not really be drawn as they tended to blend insensibly into one another. So he included American, Malay, Ethiopian, Mongolian, and Caucasian. He chose the term Caucasian to represent the Europeans because he said a skull from the Caucasus mountains of Russia was, in his opinion, the most beautiful. And these terms are commonly used today by many scientists, and they're the major designation of the world's peoples. So um, the, pro- the, the issue, again, that I go back to is how race was transformed into species. And for some, that has ca- 
kept the same. And there's a history there that is painful. So even in 1857, in the very famous Dred Scott decision, the United States Supreme Court declared, declared that black people came from a slave race. So they were inferior and had to, that, you know, they had to be separated and that they were um, destined for permanent enslavement because they came from a slave race. So um, what is the difference between ethnic group, race, or, and in this case, with talking about Judaism, um, religion, right? An ethnic group is a group of people who identify with each other on the basis of shared attributes that distinguish them from other groups. And it's usually a common set of traditions. Ancestry language is huge in this one. History, society, culture, nation, religion, or social treatment within their residing area. Whereas a race is a categorization of human based on phenotypes, right? How they look, shared physical and sometimes social qualities, right? That's how we define it today. It wasn't always defined that way. There's a long history of how race has been defined. Sometimes race was used to describe social qualities, okay? Um, in genetics, the phenotype means the set of observable characteristics or traits of an organism. So race today for us in this context is based on what your eye can perceive. And even in um, Germany in the 1940s, it was based on perception because there were some Jewish folks that were probably blonde that could pass. Just, you know, a few. Um, I'll give you a resource on that, too. There's an article about um, are Jews a race? It's complicated. So confession time uh, for me. I recently did some work with the synagogue on racial healing, and I was truly befuddled as I presented white versus black uh, in terms of racial identities, and they were not having it. They said they were not white, and most of them considered themselves white adjacent. Some of them understood why I was calling them white, but that w it's now I understand deeper what their resistance was about because they have been categorized as a race. They understand themselves as a race, right? In addition to being an, a, a religion. Um, and I also think about the census form, right? What box do you, does a Jewish person check? right? Your, your, ra your race becomes different from your religion. So for me, honestly, I kind of agreed with Whoopi at first, okay? Forgive me, stay with me. Um, some of our identity is based on how others perceive you, right? And so we, we take that on. And in this space, Jews are perceived of as white, so it's hard for me to see them as a different race. But I should have known better with my history. I know black Jews though, so I'm like, how can you be how can you say you're a race and then you're black? Does that mean you belong to two different races? Right? So these were the thoughts in my head, not prioritizing that the Holocaust Nazi leaders 
categorized and there was so much propaganda about the Jews being a race, right? So I called my friend. This is what you do. You have a really good friend, really, really good, like sister friend. I called my friend and sister Leanne, who is my co-director at Compassionate Atlanta. And I said, what do you think about this? And she, you know, went for it. And I argued with her. I said, but no, even though they were, um, the Aryans, the Nazis were trying to create this Aryan race, how can we say Jew, Jew, the Jewish folks are a race when they're black Jews, Sammy Davis and a bunch of other folks that I know personally. But she, I felt her wound at this because she felt it was dismissive of anti-Semitism. Now, another learning I had in my research on this, I did not know anti-Semitism. I didn't know the word Semitism referred to Jewish people and Arab people, right? So I always thought of anti-Semitism as anti-Jewishness, right? So that's another learning um, we all need to know. If you didn't know, I didn't know, duh. She, she turned me on to the fact that the Jews were called a race, Leanne did. And so I had never studied it that closely or picked up on that data in my brain. And what I ended up with is, I always say, if the LGBTQIA community can get it to where you're on a Zoom call, you've got to put your pronouns, your preferred pronouns on there. Why can we not do our preferred identification, right? For instance, like I said in my article, I feel I grew up thinking of myself as biracial, not white, not black because both parents had equal value in my life. And I grew up as a proud Yoruba biracial woman, right? That's how I identify. I am Yoruba, but that doesn't necessarily mean black. That's my culture. And so my culture is separate from my race, right? And if I added my religion, I am a proud Christian Yoruba um, biracial woman. That would be my identity, right? Um, my thought is, if you tell me you are a race, who the heck am I to tell you you are not a race? Who am I? Especially, it's a social construct. So if we didn't know the Jewish folks were a race, and that's what was the problem during um, Hitler's time and the Nazis, well, now we know, and we need to accept that. We cannot allow that to dilute the level of anti-Semitism that is going on in the world. Whether they're race, ethnicity, or, or religion, however we think of them, they are under target as a separate group. This way that we bar people from being fully human and enfolded in the larger society is just wrong. And if it's Jewish folks one day and black folks another day, it will be white folks another day. It will be you and me and anybody else that we know. This is the way of humanity. And we have to tap into our um, shared humanity as compassionate beings to address this 
in a way that doesn't further alienate people. And that's where I think um, um, Whoopi messed up. She did it in a way that further alienated Jewish people. And honey, number one, there is no oppression Olympics here. That was her biggest mistake. One does not trump another. And this is a huge problem in the social justice world. Whose problem is the worst? Who's more oppressed? I sure did not, do not want to have been gassed in a gas chamber at Auschwitz. And I sure don't want to be hung from a tree with a crowd of white people hanging around and having a picnic as, I, as if I'm their entertainment for the day. How do we say one is worse than the other? A whole six million of my people killed off and I feel like we're less and less and less and that we're going to be extinct from the planet, which is what the Jewish reality is. And then we have bombs going off in front of inside and in front of temples, Jewish temples throughout the world, New Zealand, Florida. Come on. Yes, we, we also have had this in Christianity and in black churches. I'm not minimizing it, but one does not trump the other. Okay. Number two, we should hold sensitivity, sensitivity in one hand that when Whoopi said race, in my opinion, she was speaking from the soul that has called her and her ancestors a slave race. Because when we talk about race in America, that is what we're talking about. Hold that in one hand and in the other hand, hold the fact that 6 million Jews plus were slaughtered and other people, homosexuals, Jehovah Witnesses, deaf people, blind people, people that they did not think were acceptable uh, because they wanted to keep their themselves pure. People that, that they slaughtered the Jews for their religion and the fact that they could identify them by their phenotype. That is why there were caricatures of Jews with big noses. We can hold both as true and painful and desiring of our compassion and our common humanity. We have the capacity to have spaciousness in our hearts and minds to hold both things as true without having to pit one against the other. And we can learn from this opportunity. So thank you, listener, for listening to my railing about this today. Do leave me a comment below. I want to know your whole take on this fracas. I also hope that this helps you think more expansively about race and ethnicity. What did you think? Have you seriously sat down and thought about Jews as a race? Do you have people in your life that you can have honest conversation with about your ignorance on racial issues, right? Like Leanne can call me and say, yeah, boy, I may have stuck my foot in my mouth with this, but she, usually she doesn't. I'm the one that sticks my foot in my mouth and she helps me out with that. And I do want to say this to my Jewish siblings. The Holocaust was just awful. You, you have shown tenacity in being in the world and, and continuing to hold on. I am sorry that at every temple gathering, there has to be police because of the threats against synagogues. Um, and 
there is no oppression Olympics. What happened to you should have taught the world that it cannot happen again. And yet it is happening with the Rohingya, with people in other parts of the world. It has happened with African-Americans. It has happened all over the world. What will it take for us to stop this? All our lives have value. And that's my belief system. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you. Share the podcast. If you think there's value in it, share it. Give me feedback. Leave a message. Leave a comment. And thank you for listening. I'm grateful to you. Bye-bye. <laughs>